Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this Wednesday, another hump day, 23rd of June, 2021. And wherever you happen to find yourself in the world right now, I trust you've enjoyed a great start to the week and looking forward to uh, finishing off the week really strongly, both for you as a leader, but also for your sales team generating those results and hopefully moving towards becoming that exceptional sales leader where you're delivering those sustainable but also replicable results. Now, just as a quick reminder before we jump into today's topic, uh, if you haven't yet subscribed or are following the show, please press subscribe on the platform you're listening to. And uh, if you are listening on the Apple platform, if you can press follow, that would be greatly appreciated because that will allow me to let you know when new episodes are up and running, ready to be listened to, ready to be digested. And as always, if you can rate the show as well, whether it be a one, two, three, four, or hopefully a five-star rating, that would, uh, that would be awesome. Uh, if you can put a comment in there as well, that would be greatly appreciated because, I mean, ultimately it enables if there's enough ratings in there, it means that it's easier for others who are just like you looking for information, tactics, techniques, strategies, and all things sales and sales leadership to more easily find the show on the various platforms. Uh, given there's so many hundreds and thousands of uh, podcast episodes on the various platforms, it can sometimes be a sea of uh, sameness, but hopefully this this is a different podcast and uh, hopefully, uh, well, I've done a bit of research. There's not that many that talk about the topics that I'm talking about. So, uh, hey, I really appreciate you listening in and hopefully, again, today, this will be an episode that will be of value to you uh, as you continue to move towards being that exceptional sales leader, but also how you can help your team with this topic in particular. And with that said, today's topic, I want to talk about Goal setting. Now, not just goal setting, but laser-focused goal setting. Now, if you think about it, and if you've been in sales for a while, and certainly if you've been a sales leader for a while, you know that goal setting is pivotal and critical to sales success and ultimately to sales leadership success. Now, what's interesting here is often salespeople, and I've been guilty of this, and I know that uh, teams that I've run have uh, experienced this as well, that often salespeople allow the goal to actually be the target that's been set for them. And whether that's target has been set by their sales leader, by their managing director, or by the board, often they let the goal-setting component of their role be set by and dictated by what is the target that we need to hit, whether that be the revenue or sales target or profitability or whatever type of target you have, uh, and not necessarily spending a huge amount of time thinking about what is my specific target, what is my specific goal that I would like to achieve as a salesperson within this year or within the confines of the boundaries of the targets being set. I also find that sales leaders do exactly the same thing. They almost allow the year to be dictated by what is the target, what is the expectation that's been set upon them by their business, by their senior leaders. And so when things get tough, what's really interesting is often sales leaders and salespeople, because they haven't necessarily bought into the goal, they haven't created the goal, they don't have an emotional attachment to the goal, it sometimes is quite easy to look for, and I'll say this respectfully, excuses to maybe reduce their level of discretionary effort, maybe looking for others to blame in terms of the target's too high or I can't do this or there's other circumstances that are preventing us from hitting the goal. 
And so there's a level of unaccountability that sits within uh, environments where this happens to be playing out. And that is where sales people and sales teams and sales leaders allow the goals to be set by the organization. Now, the thing about goals is most people are not specific enough. And I do a lot of work with a lot of sales teams and certainly with a lot of sales leaders who have goals, who have ambitions, and they would say they've got these big, grandiose ambitions to want to achieve massive, massive things. But when you look at it and when you analyze it, they're simply not uh, accurate enough and not specific enough. They're very ambiguous. They're very aspirational and they're very... uh, Let's just say, I'll say this respectfully, fluffy. They're not. They're not <laughs> nowhere near as accurate or as specific as they should be. And it does remind me, actually, many years ago, I had a, an account manager reporting to me, and it was the annual performance review where we're sitting down, going through the year that's just been, looking at the performance of this particular individual against target, talking about all the other KPIs that uh, they needed to measure up against. And I'll never forget this conversation because, and I won't, I won't give you his name. And I certainly won't give you the company name, but uh, he sat down and the literally the first thing that came out of his mouth was, Darren, I haven't made any money this year. It's been a horrendous year. I've made absolutely no money. I've made no commission and I'm looking for and I'm asking you for a pay rise. Now, what was interesting about that is I knew exactly what he had been paid for the year. I knew exactly what he achieved in terms of his target and I can guarantee you he made he made income. He made commission. In fact, he still made over six figures, and this was a number of years ago. So he had a reasonably good year. Probably not as good as he would have would have wanted to, or thought, or maybe he was more or capable of. But he certainly had a reasonable year. But what was interesting is he wasn't specific on the request that he made of me. He simply said, "I'd like a pay rise." Now at the time, I was having a number of these conversations, and this particular guy was a bit of a. Um, bit of a person who was notorious, if you like, for externalizing blame, externalizing responsibility for a lot of the stuff that would happen, and he wasn't the type of person that would stand up. Uh, and at the time, I wasn't necessarily as uh, courteous as perhaps I am now, or as uh, understanding as I am perhaps now. Uh, but he was externalizing the blame for his predicament, and he blamed uh, the company, he blamed customers, he blamed marketing, he blamed engineering, he blamed uh, the service part of the business, And at some point during the conversation, he also blamed me for not giving him a more equitable or, (laughs) for want of a better term, an easier target to achieve. So I thought, okay, I'll play along with this game. So I said, um, I said, okay, I won't, and again, I won't tell you his name. I said, um, Mr. X, I will give you $1 pay rise per month for the year. How does that sound? And I thought, you know what? Put this right, (laughs) right back at him. And well, you should have seen the response to that. That was almost like I had um, I had handed him a, a really bitter lemon, but I said it was a beautiful, rich, uh, juicy orange, and he bit straight into it, and his his face contorted as if what I just said was a complete and utter disgrace. Anyway, it was a great lesson because I actually then we we then proceeded to have a conversation. I said, "Well, you can't give me." Uh, you can't give me comments around I want a pay rise and without any level of specificity. But you can't also say you didn't make any money this year because you did. And here's the numbers. This is what you actually achieved. And so what was a great lesson back then and, and what that started was, it started off on a bit of a, um, not, not so much a crusade, but it really reinforced for me the importance of when it comes to goal setting, when it comes to having conversations, when it comes to measuring performance and measuring progress, it's really, it's really important, it's really critical that we measure specificity. And so when it starts with setting a target, setting a goal, 
be really specific with what that goal needs to be rather than just having a, a really open general kind of wish if you like because there's nothing targeted that you can aim for which means when the time going gets tough chances are you'll probably even slow down if not stop and so what it prompted is it prompted a I guess a change in approach for, from me and that is getting a lot more specific on the goal setting not just for the team but also for me as a sales leader but therefore when I was having conversations with my team individually, how they went about setting their targets. And it started to move away from just accepting the team target or the individual target based on what the company asked and starting to get really granular on what the goals are that we wanted to achieve as an individual, both from a sales executive point of view, but also from a sales leadership point of view as well. And you may have heard terms like the the SMART goals and, and SMART goals, SMART goal methodology is very well known, it's very well used, very widely used around the world. And it is a great uh, method to actually put down uh, put down goals that have a level of specificity, and these work. Uh, and it's a great approach to goal setting. But one one other approach that I used with this particular guy, and therefore the team, and I use this a lot now, is another approach which I think is more laser focused. And I want to call this term, this episode laser focused goal setting, because what it does, it has an element of accountability built into it. That means you've got to, once you've got a goal, too many people hold that goal to them and they don't necessarily share it. Often for the fear of what if I share it and what if I don't achieve it, how will that make me look, right? So this particular method is a phenomenal method whereby we can we can set a goal, we can set a challenging goal, but also set one that we can therefore share so that we drive this level of accountability. Now, key point in relation to goal setting before I share this particular model, and that is uh, when it comes to setting goals, we've got to set goals that stretches that are so far beyond the realms of the current thinking, the current, I guess, reality, our current possibility, that it scares the living bejesus out of us, right? So that's got to be something that is really stretching. But the other part of that is at the same time, it's got to also be exciting so that you think about and start imagining what what will happen when or if I actually achieve that. Now, if you don't actually achieve the, the goal that you've set by setting a massive target, if you get close to it, guess what? You're going to be a lot further in front than if you didn't set a goal or if you set a really, really ordinary goal that was easy to achieve. Because nothing nothing is worse than setting a really average goal, uh, achieving it, and feeling no sense of satisfaction whatsoever. It's almost like, why bother? So the goal has to be a huge goal. And this is why the big, hairy, audacious goals are such a, a great concept, because it forces you to think. It forces you to stretch your imagination. It forces you to think outside what your current realms of reality are so that you can think about how do I have to become different in order to have the responsibility that may come with achieving a goal such as that. And so when you get really excited about it and you don't know how to achieve it, that's when you've got a great goal that is worthy of pushing forward and moving towards. So the goal setting technique I want to share with you today is a laser-focused technique known as the dart goal. Now, if you think about a dart, you've got a board you're actually trying to hit uh, and think of it's an acronym of dart, D-A-R-T. The first part is D, which is A, defined. So this is where we've got to be really, really explicit on what is the goal that we're actually going after. So it has to be very specific. So when you're thinking about the SMART goals that many people are are well aware of, it's the specificity that is really, really critical here. So what is your defined goal? It's not a case of, I want to make more money next year. It's a case of, I want to achieve a specific target that will enable me to earn commissions over and above what I've earned this year of $121,450.10 or something that's specific like that. So it has to be very, very defined. So Whenever you're setting a goal, you've got to ask yourself and always have somebody that you can bounce this off 
is this goal specific enough? It has to be laser, laser focus. So that's the D, defined. The second one is A, and this is where it separates from the SMART goal. And this is what I like so much about the dark goal methodology. It's A stands for announce. Now, this is going to be a challenge for many people because it does require you to announce your goal. So it could be announcing your goal to your sales leader. If you're a sales leader setting a goal, it could be announcing it to your mentor. It could be announcing it to your sales director, uh, your managing director, or somebody who is within your sphere of influence. So you can actually share this goal to the point where you want to make it known that this is what you're aiming for, but also gives them the opportunity to give you a level of support, but also some to driving some accountability to keep you on track because as you make progress to the goal, presupposing, of course, that this goal is a huge goal that you've got no idea how to achieve, there may be some things that they can do to assist you in in either creating some opportunities to liaise with people who you need in order to help achieve that goal, or they may even be able to give you some assistance in towards achieving that goal itself. But announcing it is a really, really critical thing because it means that you've got a shared accountability, and whilst they may not necessarily have any skin in the game per se, and there may not be any benefit for them achieving having you achieve that goal, it's certainly somebody who can be a sounding board, but also make sure you're sharing that goal with somebody who you do trust and who you have the ear of and who is going to be a sounding board and somebody who can give you that advice and that and keep you on track as you move forward. So the second part is A, announced. The R within a DART stands for revised. So if you have set the goal and it's very specific, you've defined it, you've then announced it, you've had a conversation with somebody who you trust. Based on that conversation, there may well be some feedback that you get which enables you or in fact requires you to revise that goal. So revising that goal so that it's more in line with some expectations or maybe they've actually given you some feedback that enables you to set a more realistic goal, but realistic in terms of maybe even more targeted and not so much easier to achieve, but more relevant. And so getting that feedback, enabling you to revise it, maybe gives you the opportunity to have a high level of confidence in terms of the steps you now need to take in order to move towards progressing to get that particular goal. So that's the R, the third part in Dart, revised. And then the final part, T, which is always uh, always really important, and this is about having a specific timeline. So making sure there's a time lock that's been added to your particular goal. So setting a deadline, it gives you motivation to first of all, get started, and you've got a time frame that enables you to then plan the action steps that you need to put in place in order to give you the opportunity to achieve the goal by the deadline that you've set. Now, I will always always say that, I mean, look, and from sales team's perspective, you've got your yearly goal, you might have your half-year goal, you might even have your goals or your targets broke down into quarterly goals or even monthly goals. And that's that's great. You can do exactly the same thing with your dark goals, but making sure that it's a stretch target is a stretch goal, but also making sure that the timeline that you've put in place is is relevant uh, that you can commit to. Now, the, th- the whole thing about goal setting is it's not necessarily about winning or losing. It's not so much whether you achieve the goal. It's the progress you make towards achieving the goal and the person you become along the way, that is the most important thing. So that's the key thing when it comes to goal setting. Now, there's another little part of this which I want to just add as, a, as, a, as I finish off this particular episode, and this is around a bit of a sanity check around the goal to make sure that uh, it's, it's the right goal, heading in the right direction with the right, I guess, context, so that uh, you can just make sure that, hey, this is the right goal for me, I'm moving in the right direction, and it's worthy of pursuing this particular goal. And it's a four-letter acronym. Uh, I'm not quite sure who came up with this, but it's a really, really useful little tool. And it's known as OPUS, O-P-U-S. 
And the first thing to think about, the O is standing for ownership. And this is really important when it comes to setting our goals. So thinking about and asking yourself the question, is this really your goal? Or is this a goal that you're setting simply to make somebody else happy? Now, take this in the context of your sales target. Often your sales target is given to you. So from an opus and an ownership point of view, you don't necessarily own it. You're expected to achieve it. But in terms of driving your effort towards achieving that goal, do you really own it or is it somebody else's goal? So one of the things to think about in relation to the goal that you have is, is it really your goal or are you doing this to make somebody else happy? So that's the O, ownership. P, next one is P for passion. Are you passionate about your goal? Will you actually wake up at three o'clock in the morning and cannot wait to get into achieving or making progress towards your goal? So this is what uh, this is what we need to think about. The passion is the fuel that's going to get you moving. It's going to it's going to be the thing that's going to keep you going when things get tough, when you get obstacles placed in your way, when it looks like the the future is really really bleak, that it appears that there's no way you're going to be able to achieve that particular goal because the odds seem so much stacked against you. It's the level of passion you have that's going to be able to push you through. And even if it means you take the next step, that is what you need to do in order to give yourself some momentum towards moving towards achieving that particular goal. So P is for passion. The U is uh, urgency. What is the sense of urgency that sits around this particular goal? Is this something you want to achieve now? Or is this something that you want to do in the next 10 years? So it needs to be, the goal needs to be uh, specific enough, but also urgent enough that it inspires you to want to act straight away. If it's something that would be nice to have rather than something you need to have, then chances are you'll put it on the back burner and you won't necessarily put in the effort that you know you need to in order to get to that goal, which kind of says the goal probably isn't really important to you. So a U is for urgency. And then the final thing is S in Opus is S is for significant. So when you achieve this goal, how will this make a difference to you in terms of your life? How will it make a difference to your business? How will it make a difference to your team? How will it make a difference to your environment? Does achieving this goal and moving towards this goal actually make you sing? Does it make your heart sing? Do you get excited every time you start thinking about it? So how badly do you want it and how important is it to you really? Right, so that's the that's the key thing. So many people, and there's a lot of research about this. Many people are not driven necessarily by the monetary rewards or the recognition. A lot of them are driven by fulfilment and significance. Through the acts that they do, through the things they achieve, it gives them a sense of fulfilment and a sense of significance that I'm actually doing something worthy and worthwhile. So there is Opus. That is a, that is a phenomenal little four-letter acronym that goes beautifully with the Dark Goals to help us become more specific when it comes to goal setting. So with that, I trust that makes sense. I trust that is of value to you in your sales team and for you as a sales leader when it comes to setting goals that are going to be meaningful and certainly give you the opportunity to move towards becoming that exceptional sales leader, driving those sustainable and replicable results. So with that said, a key reminder, if you'd like some help with this and if you are committed to taking your sales leadership and you know there's another level you can get to, then I'd love to work with you one-on-one. Let's have a conversation about working one-on-one, and we can do that as early as this week. Jump onto my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits. We'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation, and look forward to working with you one-on-one to help you become that exceptional sales leader over the next 90 days. So if that's you, look forward to having that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it, 
but also if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.